the fuck is quinoa? Does anyone really know? Like, oh, it's a Robbie J. It's a type of rice with uh with little divots in it. Yeah, what the fuck are the divots anyway? It's like chickpeas and shit. What is in quinoa? I don't understand. I mean, my wife makes it all the time. I, obviously, it's a type of rice, but it's got little like divots and shit in it. I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm not eating that crap. She was like, she's trying to make these um these protein bowls. And she's like, you want a protein bowl? I'm like, no, I don't want a protein bowl. No, thank you. Not with that shit in it. I don't know. Thanks. Welcome back to the RAJ podcast. I'm your host, Robbie J. And sorry about last week, but I was sick as a dog, bro. I wonder where that statement comes from. I mean, I guess I could look it up. But I don't really fucking feel like it. But where does that come from? Are you sick as a dog? Why would I be sick as a dog? Why wouldn't I be sick as an elephant? I don't understand. What's what's the what's the delineation here? But yeah, I was sick. I was really sick last week, bro. I mean, I I really it's pretty rare that I'm off three days from work because I'm not feeling well, but I had to do it. So I had to take off some time, took off Monday through Wednesday, went back on Thursday and worked on Friday, but I couldn't record. I felt like shit. So here we are. We're back. We're back in the in the podcast studio doing our chicken chow babies and waddly ambers. Um. Just hanging out. So uh, it looks like uh, Little B has stopped by to say goodnight to me. So I guess we'll do that real quick. We'll have a quick interlude with Lil B. Can you say hello to the podcast listeners? Hi. This is Lil B. Um, quiet, Dad. That's what I call you on the show. Your name is Lil B. So that's so that nobody knows what your name is. All right, give me hugs and kisses. Get to bed. I'll be up in a minute, all right? Okay, bye. All right, see you. So it's Lil B making a, his first personal appearance on the RAJ podcast. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it was a rough week, though, because I was sick. Um, the Ravens lost. Hate to see it. Um, you know, I was listening to Matty J podcast on Apple, and he had a pretty good take, I think, on the Ravens game because he watched the, uh, the follow up with John Harbaugh. I did not see it. Uh, apparently it came on later that night. Um, where they basically said, well, we weren't really going to do a running game anymore. I mean, that's really true. I mean, I'll let Matty J explain it. He explains it better. I'm not going to go into it. But ultimately, the Ravens really just, they they fucked it up. I mean, there, there's no other way around it. It was really disappointing. And being a Baltimore fan, there's not much to be a fan of Baltimore with. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it sounds like the Orioles may have a really good year this year, so good for them. But, uh, you know, the Ravens were kind of my ticket this year. I was like, oh, yeah, it's our time to shine, bitches. But it didn't happen. So <laughs> hate to see it. Kansas City, just they just rolled right over us, mate. So that's the way it goes, though. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I mean, I'll give the Ravens credit. They got uh, pretty far this year. Uh, the furthest they've been, uh, I think, in 20-some years or something. So it's been a minute, right? It's been a minute since... Since not 20 some years, I don't know what I'm saying, but you know what I mean? It's been a minute since we we've gone this far um, and it's disappointing. It was really disappointing. I mean, I really kind of took a step back and I was like, Oof. Um, I'd say afterward, you always go through the range of emotions. And Matty J talks about this on his podcast where you just he he said he started from backward <laughs> where he had acceptance first and then went everything backward uh, through the steps. Uh, for me, I think it was I was just kind of accepting of it because I was proud that the team had gotten as far as it did. Um, I think that makes us look like we're actual contenders for next year. But 
you know, I, I mentioned this to someone, and this is just a Robbie J thing, I realize. And you're going to be like, well, that's not how sports work. I don't care how sports work, okay? I'm going to tell you how I would do it, okay? And I and also, I heard this on Matty J Podcast. Another shout-out for Matty J. But it really should be that if we want to have a playoff, playoffs between the NFC and, and, and then the AFC, it should really be the top two teams that compete for the Super Bowl. That's it. None of this wild card horse shit. None of this divisional horse shit. I mean, it's all bullshit. It's, I, I know exactly why they do it. It's not lost on me. I know they're doing this to make money, to get ratings, to get chicken chow mateys and waddly ambers. I mean, I get it, right? Um, you know, and hopefully they put the mask on. Everybody put your mask on and get your COVID-19 shot. You know, hopefully they did all those things. But I think ultimately the um, just, just I, I don't know. It, it it was just very strange. It was very strange to watch a, a team just have such a good fucking year because we really had a great year and just to lose it in the dumbest way possible. It's not like Kansas City came in and just whipped our ass and we they were the better team. No, I really think that, that we were – they only won by seven points. So we're not where they won by one touchdown. That's we're not talking about. They didn't cream us. It wasn't like 30 to zero or some shit. It was nothing like that. We were one touchdown away from tying it. Now, you know, we had the opportunity to get that touchdown and that's a whole thing with, with flowers and, and, and dropping the fumbling the football and stuff. It shit happens, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to get on Zay about that shit. He's a kid, but anyway, so we had the opportunity to tie it. We didn't tie it. But in the same respect, I just look back on it and I'm just like, what the fuck, man? I mean, we killed some of the best teams this year. Like, I remember looking at our schedule and thinking, God, we have to go up against Miami and fucking San Francisco back to back. Holy shit. We're going to get creamed. It was the exact opposite. We took them to the bank, bro. And then after all that, after all that bullshit, we, we go against Kansas City and we look like we're a bunch of amateurs. And I don't think Kansas City looked that great that night. I really don't. I think they looked okay. They kept they kept track with us. But let's be honest. I mean, we really fucked up that game. And they only won by a touchdown. That's pretty good. But ultimately, where the hell were we? I don't know. But I guess we'll find out. Anyway, I hope everybody's having a good good week. This is uh, your Tuesday episode. Um, again, we missed you uh, last week. But, you know, I really wanted to talk about... I have several things that I wanted to talk about. Um, Several things that have been bothering me about the world. Quinoa was one because I don't understand. I don't understand what it is. I just don't get it. Why do you want shit in your rice? I mean, you want shit in your rice. I mean, I can put some dandruff in there or some shit. I just don't understand what they what it does. But, you know, it's high in protein and stuff. And it like makes your like your pecker pecker get big. But I was noticing. So I got my order from from Kroger today. And you're like, oh, we're back on fucking Kroger again. It's been two weeks and now we're on Kroger again. Yeah, just let me speak about it. So. We get our order from Kroger again, and I realized today when I'm opening up, it's again with the lunch meats. I know everybody's like, Jesus, with the lunch meats again. Yes, with the lunch meats, but it's how they do the wrapping. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So you got your, you get your lunch meat. It's got the big sticker on the front of it, and the sticker's as big as the whole front of the fucking, it doesn't make any sense. It's as big as the meat is. That's what she said. But it's massive. So you put this goddamn sticker on the front of it and it, it literally covers up the entire fucking thing so that you can't pop it open. So you have to figure out, I guess you're supposed to take a pair of scissors and cut the label. I'm not really sure what to do. 
because I always try and like kind of slip my fingers under it and try and pry it open. But every time I do that, the goddamn uh, the package rips in half. Well, what the fuck is that? What good is that? What good is that? Why would you put this is I don't understand. I, I guess I just. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep the freshness in the container, right? By putting the label on top of the part that can come open to allow air to touch the meat. That's what she said. So anyway, my question is, why don't they just put it on the opposite side of the bag and leave that part alone so that I can, un- it's, got, it's already got like the Ziploc thing on it, the baby Ziploc where you can run it back and forth to open the package and that seals it shut. So why are we putting fucking like this big piece of tape on there so that when I take the tape off, I'm ripping the bag in half? What the fuck sense does that make? Then I got to take the meat or whatever, the cheese, or and then put it in a bag. I got to put it in another Ziploc bag. Why don't you just not do that? Why don't you just put the fucking decal on the opposite side and leave the fucking zipper thing alone? Because it rips a hole in it. I'm sick of it. Fucking hell. One thing I do want to mention, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the podcast. I just wanted to say hello to our, our lonely or maybe a couple uh, Canadian viewers out there. Welcome to the RAJ podcast. You're going to learn about <laughs> a lot about America. You know, I don't know if we're really that different, though. Our political systems are different, sure. But overall, is America and Canada that different? Not really. Not from what I can tell. You know, the standing joke was that uh, Canada was America's hat. And everybody's like, well, I'm done listening to this. This American fucking assholes. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm just saying that it was it was called that because there was really not a lot of dissimilarities between our two countries. There are there are things that are different, but I think overall we're just pretty much just, you know, like kind of just a in two integrated societies just sitting next to each other. I mean, it's pretty peaceful over here in North America. Let's be honest, we got Mexico. You got you got United States and you got Canada. It's not much going on. I mean, we're sure we have a border crisis and shit like that, but overall, it's pretty quiet. You know, it's pretty quiet over here. It's not like it's the Middle East or something, and somebody's you know shoving a, a nuclear weapon up someone's ass every other weekend. So that doesn't happen over here. So anyway, I just wanted to say hello to my my Canadian viewers. I hope you stick around. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I did notice that I got another person that's going to be a follower or whatever that's called. They're subscribed to the podcast. So I bumped up by one. Love to see it. Thank you for for following the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Um, but we're you know we try and we try and keep it light over here. We try and keep it light over. Here. Yeah, we try and keep it light. You know, keep it real for all for all those new folks that are coming in. So anyway, I, I when I was when I was younger, I was uh, I was working up in Maryland and. There was this guy. I don't know what it's an old people thing. I know we've talked about old people before and how silly they are, but it's an old people thing to want you to like what they like or to want you to like uh, associate with their kin and shit. So I worked with this older guy. Um, We'll call him Blonde. Blonde was just kind of a weirdo guy, right? He was an old, like crotchety white guy. he had like dandruff and his skin was always flaking on his face. And Blonde was just, he was a little bit weird. I mean, ultimately, he was kind of a nice person, but he was kind of a snarky dickhead too. So you could never really tell. You you know those type of people that you interact with where you're like, I don't know, really know. Am I getting the real person here or is this person just full of shit? You couldn't tell with Blonde. You just couldn't tell. 
I had no idea whether he was being, uh, you know, serious, if he was being facetious, if he was just doing it to rip my ass. But it's like one of those guys where they make the comment, to, um, make a comment to you, and they say something that could be interpreted one of two ways. It's really, it's like the perfect comment. Um, you know, like uh, you could say, for example, well, I'm, I'm surprised that you got that job. And you could take that as, I'm surprised that you got that job, meaning like, good for you, you got that job, or I'm surprised you got that job. You know, it's all about inflection. As we learned in Seinfeld, everything is about inflection. So was the inflection on you or was the inflection on the job? Because that makes the difference. So he was one of those kind of guys. You had to really listen to what he was saying to kind of get it because he thought he was clever. That's the other thing about these people. They typically think they're really clever. Um, but ultimately, you can see right through them. They're like a like an old paper bag. You can see what the contents are. You know, just because the paper bag is white, or I mean, just because the plastic bag, the black, blah, 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 just because the plastic bag is white, doesn't mean you can't see the contents, right? I can see right through it. It did take a little bit. Much like all plastic bags, you gotta like kind of like sometimes you have to squish it onto the container to see what's in it. So too it was with Blonde. So Blonde had a son who I don't, I still don't know to this day how old the, the kid was. I don't know. I, I Definitely younger than me, but by how much, I don't really know. So I want to say that I was like uh, 22-ish, 24, somewhere in there. He was probably 19, if I had to guess, maybe 18, because I believe that this kid was still in high school. But anyway, Blonde thought it would be great that we would be pals and we would like learn stuff. And, and it's always... It's all you're always getting set up with the dorky kid. I don't know what it is in life. Maybe it's just because my name is Robbie J. I'm not really sure. But there's always been an instance in my life where I've always been set up with some fucking loser. And you're like, well, you're a loser. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe that's true. But ultimately, I don't know what to say. It's just I do my best in, in social situations, right? I don't want to be an asshole, right? I want to be nice to people. I want to be accommodating. Uh, I, I want to be respectful. But it's kind of hard with these older guys because they'll put you in a situation where you know you're not going to, meaning you personally, know you're not going to be comfortable hanging out with their kin or, or their best friend or, or whatever the fuck that these old people want you to do. You just know it's not going to be a situation that works out. Because at least with me, and I'm sure that other people in the audience would agree, but if you don't have, <laughs> if things don't happen organically, it's not going to be real, right? It's just not. You can't force something. It either happens or it doesn't. And I say this to people at work all the time. And they're like, well, you should really, uh, you should really, you know, get to know so-and-so. And, uh, you know, it's basically they want me to suck their ass. You, oh, you should get to know so-and-so so that, so that you can, like, do your research so that you can learn things and you can, they can be a good mentor to you. And I'm just like, I don't really want to, I only make friends. I only have mentors through people that I will organically get to know. I can't just do it on a whim. I can't go up to somebody who's at a senior executive level and just be like, I want to be your friend today, or I'm going to say things that suck your ass. Like you've seen those guys and those gals before, mostly guys, no, no offense, men, but I, let's be honest. We're, the, we're really the ass kissers. Um, not all of us. I just mean like in general, that's, that's pretty much how it goes. I think 
if I may, if I may postulate, I think women use their sexuality to get ahead and men kiss ass to get ahead. I think that that's the delineation. Again, that's not all, not all women, not all men. I'm just saying in general, if we're speaking generally, I think those are the two kind of stereotypical ways in which men and women get ahead in the workplace. So when it comes to men, you'll frequently hear someone say, well, you should get to know him. You should, oh yeah, the job. Uh, senior executive dickhead Jones, he loves playing golf. And then you'll you'll hear that that swarmy motherfucker being like, I don't know anything about golf, but I'm going to learn just so I can talk to him about it. It's kind of like The Office where uh, Charles Minor came in and everyone wanted to act like they were big. <laughs> they were big soccer fans and no one knew anything about soccer. It's the same thing. It happens all the time. I'm not saying women don't do that. I'm just saying I think it's more prevalent that men do that kind of suck ass stuff. You want to want to be all like buddy buddy with the boss and because he can get you places, right? Well, I've never been into that. That's not a Johnson thing. I'm not ever going to do it. Sorry. Um, we don't do that in our family. Uh, our things are organic. I don't mind using a relationship that I've developed organically to, to, to get where I need to go, but I'm also upfront about it, right? So, for example, I asked one of my my the folks that I knew from work, I asked her to be my mentor. She's a friend of mine, though. So I just asked her straight up. I said, listen, I think that you're in a good position to help me with my career. I'd appreciate it if you would be my mentor. And she said, absolutely. But we had that relationship. I didn't just go up to some weirdo and be like, excuse me, madam, or lying if you would like to be my mentor, please. You know, that's awkward as fuck. And I think that's the other side of, of being in our family. Uh, part of the Robbie J team, as I call it, is just the fact that we don't get away with that kind of stuff, right? We can't be fake because we wear our emotions. We wear our personalities on our sleeves. So if you're going to interact with us, you're going to know whether or not we're full of shit. You can just tell because we're just not good liars. We're good liars in some situations, but not good liars when it comes to being fake. We just don't have that ability. As I say to my mom all the time, we're just not people who are big on silly. We don't like silly stuff. No sillies, as I call it, sillies and, and doing things and sucking people's ass. We don't have that ability. Some people do. Now, that doesn't mean it's always nefarious. Not at all. Some people just genuinely are that kind of person that where they can meet someone, they can learn about a topic, and they can get invested in it with someone else. That's that's reasonable. But I'm talking about these motherfuckers that go out of their way <laughs> to to get get with the boss and know what the boss is gonna do. Let me suck his ass today. We might as well just suck his dick if you're gonna go that far. I mean, wh- I mean, why even go? Just ask him if he wants to <laughs> ask him if he wants a BJ in his car. I mean, what are we doing here? So getting back to my story with with Blonde. So Blonde had the son. He wanted me to get to know him. So his big thing, Blonde's son's big thing, we're going to call him Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy's big thing was Call of Duty. He loved Call of Duty. He was, I mean, no no offense, but coming from Blonde, you're really not going to have much in the way of like a social network, right? You're kind of a loser. Let's just be honest. Because Blonde was a loser. So of course his son's going to be a loser too. It just makes sense. And you're like, oh, so you go, your kids, your kids are popular or something. You and you and coach are popsler. No, we're not popsler. No, but we're middle of the road people, right? I can I can hang with both. I can be around the popsler people, as I call them, or I can be around the losers. I mean, whatever. I don't really care because I'm kind of a, a 
I maybe a chameleon or or something like that where I can kind of blend in where I need to blend in. I don't care. And some people be like, well, that's being fake, isn't it? No, I just think I'm, I'm just a middle. I'm a middle of the road guy. Right. I'm not trying to be the most successful. I don't want to be Bill Gates, um, but I also don't want to be a Poe. No, thank you. I don't want to be in the Poe house. So I'm in the middle. I, I just like that. It's like even Stevens kind of. So so little Jimmy was a big Call of Duty player. And that was kind of what they wanted to do was they wanted to get with me. This was kind of the start of the online gaming craze uh, about 20 years ago. When it, I mean, it was it was a little bit before that, too, but it was kind of starting to take off a little bit. It was, you know, they had Call of Duty zombies and all that kind of shit. And people were really getting into it. So they wanted me to play Call of Duty Zombies with them. So I did. I, I got an account and, you know, we would go and, and you know, get online for a couple hours and play and stuff. And they were fun to play. I mean, I'm not going to not going to shit on them completely. They were fun to play with. But I think that that Blonde had the idea that this was going to be like the start of a beautiful friendship or something. And it's not. First, the kid's not my age. And secondly, he's a loser. I mean, I'm no offense, but I'm not going to be hanging out with losers, bro. I've got enough problems. I can't take this kid's problems on, too. If he's got if he's a social retard, that's not my problem. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I mean, I had my social retardation phase. We all do. But I grew out of it. He didn't. I mean, that's not my problem. I can't lead you to the promised land because you're a loser. I'm sorry. So anyway, so we're we're playing Call of Duty one night. And I'll just I'll never forget this as long as I live. So the kid mentioned something to me because we were talking, you know, in the lobby or whatever. And he's he's talking about these games that he played and and he was like oh i just beat a, i'll just i'll make it up i don't know whether it was call of duty modern warfare 3 but that's what i'll say it was i just beat call of duty modern warfare 3 in four hours the whole game and i was like wow that's pretty impressive it took me like 10 hours and he was like on easy <laughs> i mean for anyone who's played video games Easy mode on a first-person shooter. You don't even have to aim at the people and they drop dead. I mean, <laughs> I think it takes like one shot. It's like having the golden gun in, in uh, James Bond Goldeneye on the N64. If you had the Goldeneye, it was one one hit, one kill. That's it. You just had to hit him once with, with the golden bullet. And the same thing is true on easy with Call of Duty. I mean, you could just spray fire all over the place and everyone will just drop dead. I mean, it's a, this is the fucking dumbest thing. <laughs> but he viewed that as an achievement, a true achievement that he had beaten this, this entire game on easy level. Again, you can run out and the guys could have fucking machine guns and they'll hit you like once every hour. And it only takes out like 1% of your health. It's ridiculous. I don't even know why you would play a game on easy in the first place. Unless it's one of those games where you're just trying to play for the story. Like games have story mode. For example, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Uh, hold on. Everyone. Oh, what? Like you, told, you told us that you hated Star I, I do hate Star Wars now. But they do have one, one thing in Star Wars works for me. And that is the Jedi Survivor series. I'm a big fan. I really do like it. With Cal Kestis. It's excellent. So if you're into video games and you like Star Wars, if you want to to check out Jedi Fallen Order and the most recent one, which was Jedi Survivor, I highly recommend those games. They're excellent, good playthroughs, no woke crap in it. It's just, it's played straight. No bullshit. I love it. Anyway, um, 
but there's a story mode that you can do in that. And I was half tempted because I, I set it on a, on a high difficulty and I was getting my ass kicked. And I was just like, you know what? I kind of just want to experience the story on the first playthrough. Um, so I just put it on story mode and just just hack and slash all these motherfuckers. That was my first. And then I ramped up the the uh, the difficulty. But I think with some games, it's okay to do that. If you just want to kind of experience the story, you kind of want to get a gist for things and you want to explore and not have your head blown off every 12 and a half seconds because that can get annoying. So I did do that with with that particular game. But I think overall, when you're doing it on easy mode, you're just setting yourself up for it's going to be a loser. You're a loser. You're setting yourself up for for no nothing in particular. It's just going to be kind of quiet. So anyway, that was his big achievement. And, you know, we played for a couple more times after that, but I kind of like wanted to put some distance there because I think that that Blonde and little Jimmy had a expectation that we were all going to be best buds. First off, Blonde was in his 60s. I'm not going to be your friend in your 60s. okay? And he looked like he was in his 60s. He was probably 42, but he looked like he was 300 years old. And little Jimmy has no social skills. And I'm not really interested in that. Right. So I had to act like I was interested for a time. But then I was just like. I can't do this anymore. I just, I'm not interested in this. I don't really like multiplayer online games anyway. It's just not for me. So, you know, eventually you just got to the point where they were like, you're going to get on Call of Duty after work today. And I was like, nah, I canceled my subscription to the to the Xbox Live service. I'm not doing it anymore. And they were like, go, 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 go. What do you mean? What do you mean? And I was like, because I don't really like online stuff. It's not for me. And I still, I mean, my son, he's a big ma offended about it. But, you know, Curly Man, he gets offended. He doesn't like that I don't like the online stuff. Like, he likes Fortnite and fucking, was League of Legends or some shit? I don't know. I'm just making shit up. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Dickhead one. I don't know. All these games that he likes that are online and stuff. And he always asks me to play with him. And I'm just like, it's just, I don't like that kind of stuff. I'm a Halo guy, bro. I like, Halo is just me. Uh, firefight, you can play with other people, but ultimately I, I just like playing by myself. I like being in the story. I like doing things my way. I like people not yakking at me. I just want quiet. I just want to play through my own way. Um, so yeah, so it, it never really materialized with little Jimmy. We never really became friends. He would contact me for years after, I mean, years we're talking about, uh, I would say up to the time that I left for England, which was in 2017, he was still contacting me to see if I wanted to play or or how things were going. And I just kind of stopped responding. I mean, I don't want to lead someone on. You know, I want to be nice to people. But in the same respect, I mean, you know, like get a hint, bro. I'm not interested. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's offensive. And I'm sorry I hurt your feel feels. But I just I got to be me, bro. And it's just not for me. And the same thing goes for other people. If you don't want to hang out with me, I'd rather you just be like, I don't really like you. <laughs> OK, I mean, look. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, just like you're not everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. It's okay to live in a society where we can be a little bit honest. Even though the society is woke as fuck now and everyone has their feelings hurt all the time, you can still be honest, okay? We need to bring some honesty back. We need to bring back public humiliation needs to come back. Uh, we need to we need to bring back actual penalties for, for breaking the law. <laughs> I mean, if you break the law in New York City, you can do whatever you want. You can beat the shit out of cops and get out on the streets same day. It doesn't matter. And I found that funny the other day because I saw I saw about the uh, the illegal immigrants that had beaten some New York police to, you know, the NYPD 
some some of the cops up and stuff like that. Beat the shit out of them. Um, they were released same day. And then the governor came out and she was like, there's a misunderstanding as to our bail policy. I don't think that there is a misunderstanding. I think your bail policy is bullshit. That's what I think. If criminals are getting released same day, there's something fucking wrong with your judicial system. No offense, of course. But anyway, I mean, who the fuck wants to go to New York? I don't know. Maybe maybe you do. I, I mean, I don't have any interest in going to that shithole. I will never go to New York. So as far as I'm concerned, New York got nuked uh, about five years ago, and it's it's unrecoverable. It's gone forever. Sorry, guys. Never never going back. But I'll, I'll kind of end this with with one thing that agitated me the other day. You ever been behind that guy in, in the line for prescriptions? And he just has, it's always an old guy. It's always a, I mean, I, you know, like, God, all you do is rail on old people. I know. It's really true. I should, <laughs> I should get new material. It's always the old guy. He's got 35,000 prescriptions to get. It's going to cost $800. He doesn't have his Medicare card. It's always, oh my God. It's so fucking frustrating when you're sitting there and you're waiting for this old piece of shit to just pick his, to get his goddamn prescriptions to pay for it. Uh, you'll be there for an hour and a half. Especially sometimes these people are in line. I feel like they're ordering like McDonald's or something. Because they're like, oh, I want to want 65 cheeseburgers. And, a blah, 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 blah. and they're like, come on, man. It's a prescription line. All of your prescriptions should be ready for picked up for picked up for pickup. And you should be able to just give them your fucking card, sign your little baby paper and get the shit and get the fuck out of there. But some of these people take forever. I don't know what they're thinking about. Like, oh, I need to, I got my diabetes medication and I got my, for my goiter and my, my dick fell off and I need to have the medication for the rub for that. And it's a, Jesus Christ, this is 65 fucking dollars. God almighty, how are you going to pay for this? This Obama situation is ridiculous. And Joe Biden and Trump and I'm like, oh my God, just God. I mean, there was one time I was behind this old guy and I was just like, I just want to pay for this guy. So he'll get the fuck out of here. I just I feel like that's what I've been pressured into, paying for people to get them to get the fuck out of my way. Anyway, thank you all for listening to the RAJ podcast. I'm your host, Robbie J. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. Uh, again, saying hello to our new Canadian listeners and for the folks that have now uh, subscribed. If you want to send me an email, it's rajpodcast1 at gmail.com. Cheers.